Want to know why your interiors or images don't look like the ones you see on your favorite social media feeds? What if I said I could let you know and show you what's missing and how to transform your spaces with clarity and confidence? The truth is creating beautiful interiors is simple when you know the right strategies, but most people go about it the wrong way. This is why I created the Styling Masterclass. It's the only program that simplifies the art and science of styling, giving you the clarity and confidence to take your interiors to the next level and attract your dream customers or clients so you can make your creative dreams finally possible. This is for you if you're an interior designer or photographer, have an Airbnb, a homeware shop or e-commerce business, and you want your interiors to look like the ones you see in your favorite books, magazines or Instagram accounts. Come learn how to style using my signature method so you can elevate any interior and create compelling imagery, which is your most effective marketing tool if you're selling a product or service in the world of interiors. Any successful business owner knows that styling is your secret weapon to cut through the visual noise, stand out from the crowd and grow your business. Styling is something that you don't want to leave to chance. In today's world, images are everything. This is why leading interior designers and architects always use stylists to finesse their spaces for photography to make sure they've got incredible imagery that they can use for their socials and website. Come learn how to make styling not only an essential element, an easy way to create content for your socials and website, but learn how it can propel the growth of your creative business. If you're serious about creating beautiful interiors and a business you love without struggling in obscurity, this is the program for you. I'm going to share my process and give insights that you're not going to get anywhere else because I've been working as a professional interior stylist for the past 15 years. The Styling Masterclass will give you that clarity and confidence you need to take action and connect with your dream customer or client so you can make your creative dreams possible. Go to nataliewalton.com forward slash next level to learn more and enroll now. Enrollments are open for only a short time. So please, if you're interested and you're ready to take your interiors to the next level, go to nataliewalton.com forward slash next level. Every day, the choices we make create our imprint the mark we leave through our life and on the world. I'm Natalie Walton, and this podcast is for anyone who wants to make better decisions in your daily life, from how you create and run your home to building a meaningful life that you love. If you're interested in living more intentionally and responsibly, come join me and leading creatives, entrepreneurs, and experts every week. Together, let's create an imprint worth leaving. Are you about to design or decorate your home? I'd love to help you get it right and give you the confidence, guidance and support you need so you don't waste precious time, money or worse, end up with a home that's not right and you don't really love. Enrollments are now open in the Design and Decoration Masterclass, which starts soon. By the end of the course, you'll have a master plan for your home and all of the tips, tricks, tools and strategies you need to get it right. I'm sharing all of the lessons I've learned from designing and decorating homes over the past 20 years, and I can't wait to help you create a home you love. For all details, go to nataliewalton.com forward slash design and decorate. 
Okay, back to today's episode. Hello everyone, I hope that you're all well and had a lovely summer if you're in the Southern Hemisphere and that you have had a cozy winter if you're in the Northern Hemisphere. I've been on a summer break with my family and it feels so good to have taken time out. I finished up pretty much the last week of December because there were still a few things that I had to tidy up with the enrollments for my course. And um, we also had to prepare ahead of some workers coming to work on our studio, which is they're all back in full swing, working on the last little changes before it's completed. So I'm very excited to share that with you. I went down south with my family and we did a short trip this time because of all of the changes that were going on with COVID and border closures. We didn't want to kind of get caught out and um, we also needed to get back in time for our trades who were starting this week. But we stayed with my mom, which was so nice because I've only seen her once since last summer when COVID hit. You know, there was that one time when I got to see her and obviously we were sort of in lockdown during that time. And my children haven't seen her since that period either, as well as my stepfather. And I had a moment of realization while we were staying with her that while some families talk about sport or I don't know, maybe fishing or whatever it is, my family talks about homes and all of it. We talk about renovating, designing, furnishing, making changes. That is what our general conversation is day in, day out. My family, as in my mom and my stepfather, are just, if not even maybe more obsessed with homes than what I am. They're always moving homes and they've probably moved more times than me. And they're always changing things within their homes. My stepfather is what we call a jack of all trades and he can do he's got his plumbing ticket and electrical ticket he's a trained engineer and he can pretty much do anything and he's built and renovated many homes over his lifetime and my mom has always been a serial decorator so when i go to visit them we're always sketching out plans on the back of pieces of paper. And that's what we did this time when I went to see her, because at the end of last year, my mum bought a new house because she had recently finished renovating her previous home. And they bought a house that's kind of unusual. It's very close to the water in the Port Stephens area. So it's um, really a beautiful spot. And the house itself was basically built as four, technically they're classified as four units. My mom lives in a small two bedroom house at the front. It's kind of like a beach shack, a little bit like a beach shack on the left. And behind her is another two bedroom house. And then on the block is a big block. And the top right hand corner is a little studio, which she rents out on Airbnb. So my mom wants to renovate all of these properties. And so we were talking about what she should do, what are the possibilities. And she gets very excited about what she can do. My mom is one of these people who, well, and my stepfather, they're always watching all of the home renovation shows. And they're always, my mom's idea of pleasure is basically looking on Gumtree and eBay pretty much every day to see what are some of the latest um, finds that she could maybe buy 
and she likes to paint things and transform them and see if she can update the existing furniture. Because when she bought this um, property with my stepfather, the studio, they basically bought it furnished. Some of the things are okay, but she's slowly been chasing them because she didn't want to outlay a huge expense at the start. So she's slowly been replacing, there was a wardrobe and she bought one secondhand and it was a beautiful timber one, which she painted. And she's done a few other things within the space. And I guess this might sound very familiar because that's something that I obviously have always done throughout my own life as well. So when my mum bought this house, as I said, it came with this Airbnb studio and we were talking a lot about this. And I thought it might be interesting for some of you who have got an Airbnb property or perhaps you plan to turn a space within your own home or property into an Airbnb and some of the things to keep in mind when you are making design changes. Now, as I said, my mum gets very excited about the possibilities of making change. I think she kind of thrives on that. Whereas my tendency is to kind of be a bit more analytical about it. And I was asking her, why do you want to make changes to this studio? And this is obviously a really important question to ask yourself at the start of any design project to really get clarity on what it is. So these are the, some of the questions that you might consider asking yourself if you are about to make changes or design an Airbnb property or a holiday rental. Now, do you want to get more bookings? You want to have a higher occupancy rate. Perhaps you're just getting weekend bookings, but you want to get more during the week. Or do you want to get people to stay more nights? Maybe people are only staying one night or maybe in an average of two nights. Do you want them to stay for longer? Do you want to maybe charge a higher price for your property or the studio that you're looking at? So really ask yourself, why do you want to make the changes? What are you hoping to achieve? Because when you have a clearer idea about these changes, then that will really help determine how much you can spend on the place. Obviously, if you feel that you can charge a higher price and perhaps get people to stay for more nights and have a higher occupancy rate, then it might be worth spending that extra money. Whereas some people with Airbnbs, and this is a little bit the situation with my mum, she just wants to get a little bit of extra income. She doesn't want to be overwhelmed. She actually always blocks out the bookings in between guests because she cleans and tidies the space herself. It's a very small space, so she doesn't mind doing that. And she doesn't want to, you know, she's getting older. She doesn't want to feel tired from the process. She wants to enjoy this experience. You know, she enjoys the experience of having people stay and they like to have a chat with their guests often. And um, she, you know, likes the thrill of kind of getting new bookings, but she doesn't want to be worn down by it. So really get in tune with why do you want to make the changes and what are you hoping to get out of this property? Then I think it's really important to walk through your guests experience. And I do this when I'm designing homes but certainly this is something you should also do when you're designing an Airbnb property. And really you want to kind of start that experience from when your guests are arriving. And by that, what I mean is, can they find your house or your property easily? Do you have a clear number out the front? Is it easy for people to see? Is it well lit? If it's dark at night and people are arriving, is there some kind of lighting in that area so they can see it? Or if you have a sign, is that well lit? So you need to really make it easy for guests to find your property. 
If you have on-site parking, you want to make it really obvious for your guests to know where to park because, you know, that can kind of unsettle them right from the start. So you want them to have the best possible experience within your property or within your home. And these little details really do get people either off to a good start or maybe they feel overwhelmed before they've even stepped into the house. And then really think about once they've stepped out of the car, is it clear where they should walk? Is there a gate that they need to go through? Maybe there are two, maybe there's one to your own home and to the studio, for instance. Make it really clear where they should go and have it well signed, have it well lit so they know exactly which direction to go. And then if they need to walk down to the the house itself, then obviously you want to make sure that that is clear and easy for them to understand where to go, that it's well lit, that there are no trip hazards. And this really does all come into the design in terms of, are you going to have pavers or are you going to have like a boardwalk or a deck? What is it that you're going to put so that people really know? And this might sound obvious, but really make it clear to them where they actually need to enter the property as well. This is something that my mum doesn't have at her place because the first door that you see is actually a sliding door from the bedroom and the front door is much further down, but it's not necessarily clear that that's where you should go through. So really make it clear to people where they want to or where they should enter the property. And you also want them to have that experience that they've arrived that this is the place that they're going to uh, stay at and that you know, you're going to delight them as soon as they step through the front door. So some other things that um, you need to think about are things that you don't want your guests to necessarily see when they arrive. You don't want them to be looking at garbage bins or recycling bins or things, practical considerations like washing lines, anything that detracts from the experience you want to create from your guests. So you just want to make them feel that they're on holiday as soon as they step out of their car and they walk to this property. You want them to have a great feeling and a great experience and you don't want to you know, let them look at anything that's going to bring their mood down. So the whole time you want them to have that level of excitement and maintain that. And also just consider that if your own home is on the same property or site as the Airbnb or the holiday rental that you've got, you don't necessarily want these people looking inside your own home. So you need to have some type of privacy screen from your home as well as potentially any neighbors and what they're looking out onto and who's looking into their space as well. So these are really important considerations, which sometimes if you're not actually living in that space that you're renting out, you don't always think of. And I highly recommend that if you do have a holiday rental, that you actually sleep and stay in it yourself before you have guests come and stay in it, because you see and notice so many more things than if you just sort of mentally walking through it. So really try and actually sleep there, see what happens in terms of the curtains. And that was something that I said to my mum was I was sleeping in the studio and the existing window treatments are Venetian blinds. And I said to her that you can actually see the light all around the perimeter of those and that I recommended that she actually replace those with curtains. She knew that she wanted to replace them, but I said, I really think that that would be so much nicer. And if she had a sheer curtain as well, then that allows them to have a sense of privacy 
but you know that so people can't look in whereas with the venetian blinds you open them up and everyone can kind of look into the space but more on that in a moment so some of the tips that i gave to my mom in relation to her studio and this holiday rental that she's got is to have a really clear passageway to the front door as i mentioned she currently has this sliding door into the bedroom and that's basically where people are walking through but there is a proper front door and to create that with I suggested she could create like a boardwalk of vintage sleepers and when I was looking on Gumtree with her we actually saw some that were for free on Gumtree so it's amazing what you can find when you have a look and really you know guide the guest through the space so that they know where to go. Also from there's a current outdoor seating area and it looks onto a washing line Again, I said to her, I really think you don't want to have your guests looking at something like that and to create a fence or maybe have a row of planters, something that demarcates the space between the washing line and the guests because the guests aren't going to be using the washing line hardly at all. And that's actually more useful to my mom at this point because she's washing the sheets and so on. And it really doesn't add to the experience for the people. So that was one of the things that I was saying to her that I think it's important to create some kind of division between the washing line and the outdoor seating area. Also in this outdoor seating area, there's, it's kind of like a pergola and there's a color bond steel roof where you can see that and it actually gets um, the water drips and gets condensation on the table below in the morning. So I suggested to her that I think she should line that because it would just add so much more of a homely feel to the space. I never feel that color bond, you know, those rippled roofs look particularly appealing. If you're sort of sitting outside, you want to really elevate the experience. And I said, you know, you want to take this space to the next level, like make people want to stay or have that experience that you don't always have within your own home. So hanging like a, um, you know, like a porch chair or a hanging chair, something that really just makes the space special in some way. The other thing is from the little kitchenette area inside, it looks out onto a public tennis court. And again, I said to her, what I would suggest is that she perhaps plants some bamboo so, or some palms, something so that basically from that window, you're looking onto greenery rather than onto this tennis court, which is a public tennis court. Something else inside, this might be controversial, but I'm not a huge fan of tiles inside or certainly not a lot of tiles. Um, I feel that they can look very cold and they just don't create a warm and inviting space. The probably exception to that is if they're very much more like a stone or if you're in a country property and you do it in a very particular way, but just those sort of regular porcelain shiny tiles on floors aren't always particularly inviting. I know that they can be quite practical, but that is something personally that I would change. And that's what I said to my mum. That is what, because she was asking for my advice. And that's what I said to her that something like, you know, a floating timber floorboards, I think would look much nicer and just enhance the experience of people. Some other simple things that she can change is that there's a really big fridge that you basically see from the sliding door off the bedroom. And that's one of the first things that you see. So 
again, really think about what people notice when they step into a space. You want it to be the best it can be. And certainly looking at a big white fridge is not optimizing their experience. There are some other small things that she can make improvements with. There's an existing table that's got like a big steel, stainless steel base and it's not particularly appealing. There's nothing interesting. And these were the things that I was suggesting to her that she could replace easily. And just that in itself would really elevate the space. Um, and my mum also was asking me about her own home and ideas on the renovations that she wants to do with that. And in many ways, it was very similar to some of the things that I was saying to her about the studio space to really have a clear sense of where people go for the entrance. And she hadn't actually factored in an entrance way. And I think that this is something that people really overlook that when you are walking into a house, often you've got either shopping bags, you might have things from the beach, you might have raincoats, umbrellas, hats, where are you going to put those things? You really need to build that into your design. But overall, I said to my mom, really what she needs to do is have a clear idea of what she wants to do to the main house and also to the studio, create that master plan for herself. And then she can slowly chip away in particular at the studio. If she doesn't want to overextend herself with how much she spends on it, then when you have an overall vision, then you can do things as you know, if and when you see them on places like Gumtree. So if all of a sudden some sleepers become available and they're for free or a great price, then because you know what your plan is, then you can take action on it. You can move very quickly and you can also save yourself a lot of money in that way. So that was my parting word to my mom was, mom, you need to create a master plan for both the properties and then you know what you're going to be doing and you can chip away at the studio and then with the main house, you can also then price that as well because there were two different configurations she was looking at. So I said, you know, design them both and then get a builder to price it. And then you make a decision on if it's worth, if having that extra bedroom, which is what she was talking about, is worth the money of it. So that was my advice to my mom. And I'm a big believer in creating a master plan for your home. As I mentioned at the top of this episode, if you want to create a master plan for your home, I'll be stepping you through the process in my upcoming course, the Design and Decoration Masterclass. All the details about it are on my website, nataliewalton.com forward slash design and decorate. I'd love to help you with the design of your home or renovation project, even if it's an Airbnb, not even, but you know, if it is also an Airbnb. So thank you so much. I hope that you have enjoyed today's episode. All of the links and info you need to access for this episode are at nataliewalton.com forward slash podcast forward slash 37 because this is episode 37. Thank you to Jaeger Media for producing this podcast and the people of the Bunjalong Nation where it was recorded. I look forward to connecting again soon. I'm Natalie Walton and you've been listening to Imprint. <laughs>